Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's not that, oh, well, you know, this fourth liner can't play the first line for a game. Well, they can, but, you know, look at the lineup that we had the other night in just yeah. Bruins game alone. Look at the next two guys that were on the COVID list the following day, Taylor Hall, Curtis Lazar. Okay, so who's going to go into those positions if they were to play the very next game? Right, yeah, can, can you even call anyone up from Providence? I mean, Providence just went through this and they're now feeling healthy. What kind of a system would you create? You need to take a breather and, and make these plans and modifications to things so that you understand it could happen again, but you're hoping it won't. But you'll plan for the worst, and this is the worst. So if it happens again, you know exactly what to do. Welcome into the Bruce and Bruins podcast. My name is Cam Hasbrook. We have Drew Johnson as usual. Uh, Chris is not here. He is attending to some, it's technically not the right term, but I'm just going to call them familial obligations because at this point, that's that's kind of how I feel about it. Uh, <laughs> not to put any pressure on anyone there, but anyway, we got <laughs> our most consistent reliever out of the bullpen, Nick Lanciani. I, I was trying to find a good word and consistent doesn't feel right. It feels like we're really underselling you. It's a good. My ERA is terrible. Yeah, you're the. I, this is might upset some Red Sox fans, but not any who are smart enough to just respect it. You're the Mariana Rivera of the of the Bruce and Burns podcast. Oh. Yeah, no, it's true. It's true. You were reliable. I, you've never missed, Lansing. You never missed. And I mean, Mo did miss once in a while, so I'm not going so to say you're better Steph than Curry. him. But yeah, never you're miss. Steph Curry. You're the Kevin Herter at the University of Maryland. It's all right. I'm back. Also, hello. I was gone hello. for about a week. I didn't mean to scare anyone. I didn't mean to. Stay no one cared. I'm sure no one noticed, or they they <laughs> did. I'm sure they were thrilled about it. But um, yeah, I was in Pittsburgh uh, with my girlfriend. It was kind of cool. My first time in Pittsburgh. Got to check out uh, her dad is pretty much a walking tour guide. So we went around and I got a whole tour of the city and. Uh, we went down to PBG Paints Arena where the Penguins play. Got to stand next to the Mario Lemieux statue uh, with While my fresh Bruins and Bruins sweatshirt. I t- yeah, I actually am John Henry. Uh, we purchased the Penguins, and now we're going to fold them in this one less team that the Bruins can lose to this season. Booyah. Um, let's talk about some drinks here. This is after all the Bruins and Bruins podcast. Drew. How are you, buddy? It's been a while. I, we're living in the same city now, and I feel like I'm talking to you less because I've been so. Yeah, busy, I haven't so. seen you in quite a while. I was thinking about that it's earlier. Been... We gotta, we gotta hang out. We gotta hang out for show. Um, but for now, I am drinking a down east winter blend, uh, and oh, I reviewed yeah, this baby. a couple weeks or last week. Actually, I reviewed it, and I think um, 
Cam, you had it a couple weeks before that. Yeah, like three or um, four. But yeah, these are these are great. Um, drinkability. You can drink it. I'm gonna go thirty. Um, and then uh, taste. You can taste it. I'll go thirty as well. It's just it's. It, the regular down east is really good and really consistent. I love it. And I, I love all of the little different blends they do. And this one is definitely one of my favorites. It feels like a little bit lighter. Yeah. Um, like their, their white blend literally like it, it tastes a bit like white wine and this kind of leans in that direction. It's the best I can explain it. It doesn't taste like Ooh, wine. It tastes like I a site, but it has those that. like, it's like, it's got, of- what is that cinnamon and nutmeg? Is that one? I think it says it on the side. I forget exactly what it is though. Because there's the there's the yeah yeah blend a perfect then... mix of cinnamon, nutmeg, and toasted oak. Toasted oak did not remember that part, but yeah, I really like oh, that one. Dude, always got to toast some oak. <laughs> exactly. Want to go toast some oak? Let's get after it. It sounds like it could be like it like just means something completely different. It sounds like it's, it's like, like, like a slang. like a weed slang. Yeah, you want to yeah, toast some yo, oak? Want to go toast some oak? It's <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh, Nick Lanciani, Atlantic fifty three. What you got to drink, my man? First of all, I, wow. before you get into this, Lancey's got an outstanding wardrobe going on right now between the Dallas Stars hat and then the, the Broncos cap. It's a beaut. So he has the Dallas Stars hat and a Broncos cap? <laughs> oh, sorry. Just the say, Dallas Stars jersey. Right I don't know what you're looking at. But <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> the only game in action at the time of this recording is Dallas and Minnesota. And since I don't have a wild jersey, uh, I, I throw, figure I'd just throw on a Stars jersey because – Christmassy colors, kind of. That's like a backhanded um, swing at the stars. You think, oh, just because I don't have my wild jersey. I mean, <laughs> look, all I'm saying is if anyone out there would love to send me a Minnesota Wild Winter Classic jersey, I would have oh, worn yeah. that on Christmas and been like the star of the show because it counts as an ugly sweater and it's got red and green in it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I, I'm just at this point, I'm just talking to Spokesy's ears and he's going to love me. Um, but hey, uh, I've got stars on instead because that's all I have in terms of central division teams. And uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm wearing this Barry Colts hat because I couldn't wear another NHL team to go with the jersey, you know, because then you'd just be like, well, why are you wearing two different teams? Because that's a thing that people freak out about on Twitter. When I was at a Bruins game recently, I saw a guy with a Bruins t-shirt and a Montreal Canadiens hat, and I was just like really, really confused. I'm right, pretty I'm sure you would have been here. Yeah, you would have been allowed to commit a crime there, and the police would have like cuffed you, and you'd be like, "No, officer, wait, it's all right. Here's here's <laughs> why." And then you tell them, and they they probably it was self defense. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Mental health purposes. I can see why you might do that if you're in Montreal. Be like, hey, look, don't beat me up. I'm just, you know, this is a ploy for, you know, something. I don't know. But (laughs) my brother, when we went to Disney World in 2000, my brother wore a Derek Jeter shirt and a Red Sox hat. Yeah, it's tough. Explain that one. I mean, like, 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 much like Mo, I respect Jeter, but like. He grew up for some reason being a Yankees fan for like the first eight years of my life. And then Johnny Damon happened and suddenly he was a Red Sox fan because people were like, oh, you look like Johnny Damon, even though he didn't have long hair or any facial hair whatsoever. Um, (laughs) And then, of course, you know, like two years later, Johnny Damon left for the Yankees. But by that point, my brother had just been like, nope, 
all Boston sports all the time. So Hell yeah. calling him out and uh, hopefully he doesn't listen to this episode. That's hopefully he downloads downloads it at the very least so you guys get your cut and then just doesn't <laughs> listen. Uh, I would like to get gifts for Christmas. Anyway, I am once again in the Cold Harbor cold room because I've got Cold Harbor, Novocaine Ooh. in my hands. And uh, I didn't want to break into the holiday stash that we've got reserves for christmas eve and christmas day and all the other days in between uh <laughs> also because i know that my brother likes the harpoon holiday festive pack that we got so i want him to have the first beer also because actually i won't spoil the present that i was going to give him anyway um <laughs> 37 is all around as usual it's an eight percent double ipa so if you like just having a beer and taking your time with it because don't don't try to chug this. That's just not very smart. That's rude to the beer. Not to be that beer snob, <laughs> yes. but it's rude to the beer. You know, like you just, <laughs> for sure. This is yeah. one that you should enjoy over the course of a hockey game, and by the end of it, you'll be feeling it. So <laughs> enjoy. Wonderful. Uh, we got a guest appearance from one. Oh, Chris Gear, who is apparently on a plane right now. It's like, it's Chris. It's Chris enjoying hey, podcast from the Mile High Club. This is an absolute first. Yeah, uh, I can't stay too long because you know we're going to be taking off soon. Also, I don't think my my service is very good. But I uh, just wanted to say hey to you boys. Uh, how, how you guys doing? It's a that. pleasure. Chris I like that himself. mask. That's a really nice mask. Not to spend time. Yeah, it matches your hat. Oh, thank you. It's a maroon mask for those who are listening, which is, I guess is everyone. Cool. Montreal <laughs> Maroons fans. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. It's on the topic, I guess, sort of in a weird way. But Chris, what are you drinking? I got nothing. I got I got a bottle of water. What are you planning on drinking go. when the the flight attendants come down? You a you a soda guy? What do you what do you go to outside of the, the brews? Usually uh go with like a Coca Cola if if they got that. That's yep. that's always a good go to. And if they have Pepsi products, just nothing. Fist fight. Yeah, fuck that. That's like yours and Miller, they come at it with a butt, you know, it's just not acceptable. <laughs> you request what you request for a reason. So. <laughs> uh, yeah, I went with uh, the the Coke and then uh, I think a ginger ale on the plane last week. Both reliable, which actually oh, ginger, transitions ginger into, into my drink here. I have a uh, an Apri Argonaut from Apri, which is a restaurant here in Portland. Uh, they're apparently a seltzer and cider. Like I don't know if that's still a brewery or creator. I feel like Chris knows the cider, answer. You brew cider. No, <laughs> he does not. All right, <laughs> that's tough. Uh, and I don't know the seltzer. What, do you, what is a seltzer? It's not a distillery. It's not liquor. So I don't know. It's a place <laughs> that makes those things. Uh, it's very good. I it's I'm a huge earth. fan of like ginger drinks. Like I really love ginger ale, and then ginger beer is like my favorite non-alcohol drink i absolutely love it uh, and this is a ginger lemon hard seltzer uh first time there today took a sip and i was like oh wow that is really really good it's not like a super sweet seltzer um but it does have like flavor if that makes sense which is kind of hard to de- describe but like i feel like there's two types of seltzers for me there's the ones where like you take a sip and you're like oh that's bubbly water and like i can vaguely sense a little flavor in my nose and then there's other seltzer where you can like actually sort of taste it this is sort of in between where you can certainly taste it and tell it's there, but it's not a traditional like like sweet seltzer that they're pumping sugar into. The first sip that I took of this, I like my brain instantly went like ginger beer. 
But then as I like let it sit for a second, I was like, wait, that's not sweet. I can just tell there's ginger in there and that, that sweetness kind of in hidden in the back, but it's not like something you would taste on your tongue. If that makes sense. I probably sound like I'm tripping acid right now, but that's yeah, really what it's like. Uh, anyway, really good seltzer. If you're in the Portland area and you're not a beer drinker, or even if you are, I guess, because like, I'm a beer drinker, um, I would definitely check out a pre. They have some really good stuff. I had a few of the things today and uh, all were very good. So he's a beer drinker. Yeah. I feel like, are we going to get into some actual stuff with Chris here? You want to just keep chugging along and he'll disappear whenever it's time. Chris, what airliner are you on? He's going to fly the plane now. <laughs> That's right. Oh, uh, yeah. Sorry. My service isn't very good. So I lost you guys for a second there. I'm on Southwest. Nice. Always a classic. Yeah, so uh, not to not to make a terrible pun and go, but I'm gonna jet because I basically can't hear anything you guys are saying. <laughs> Wonderful. Well, it's for the you better. Though, good it. to see you, boys. Travels. Bye, Chris. I'll, I'll be I'll be back on the pod uh, next week. Wonderful. Or not? Bye. What? He throws <laughs> at the perfect time. There you go. Uh, somebody asked me today, they were like, wait, which review is the tallest? And I was like, oh, it's Chris. And like by an unexpected amount, I didn't think Chris was short when I met him or like before I had met him, but like, I didn't realize he was that tall. Not yeah. Like flexing for Chris about his height. He, he he's just, he seems, like how many times now? His, his voice makes him sound short. You know what I mean? No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm just trying to take digs out. I, <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think that's the case with like everybody, though. Uh, well, obviously not everybody, because there are just we like, were the direct people, opposite. I often just like think in general that people are like my height or a little shorter or something, and then like I see them. That's just seeing online, you know. You also, I, I see them. I guess I'm just short. Is the, is the I'm like five eleven. I'm not. Complex. Yeah. Drew, I feel like was the opposite for me. I like had seen Drew on Twitter, and I was like, I I have a picture of what his voice is going to be like. And then he talked, and I was like, well, that was not it, uh, and not in like a bad way or a good way. Really, it was just like that was not what I was expecting. I feel like if if you had shown me Chris and Drew, I would have thought their voices would have been flipped. Really, I don't know if that makes sense. Yeah, maybe that I'm just crazy, but I don't know. That's that's the way I see it. You know, I feel compelled to ask if you are actually tripping on acid right now. But anyway. <laughs> I'm not. Cam, I'll be and right over. The, yeah, the faces, they switch places and the voices, you know, it was like something out of that 70s show. It looked so trippy and cool. Anyway. Not today. So how was the play? <laughs> All right. Well, before we get into our main focus for tonight, uh, just a quick reminder that the Bruce Burns podcast is sponsored by DraftKings. Hockey fans, DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL, has a no-brainer offer that'll make you a winner once any shot gets past the goalie. New customers can bet just $1 on any NHL game and win $100 in free bets if either team scores. The NHL got rid of ties in 2005, so you know somebody is going to light the lamp. If Sportsbook isn't available yet in your state, no worries. Everyone can play for huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Contests. DraftKings is also giving new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. All you have to do is download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code THPN. Throw down $1 on any NHL game and win 100 in free bets if either team scores a goal. That's promo code THPN this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. You must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania. Only new customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wage required. One per customer. Six and spicy. DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER.
All right, let's get into some stuff. We actually have some some sort of relevant news here. Uh, the NHL and NHLPA agreeing to pause the season through Christmas Day. My God. Players will return on the 26th, which apparently is a day earlier than usual, so that testing can be resumed. Correct. Prior to restarting. And according to Elliot Friedman, this is only 30 minutes ago. So as the time. Yeah, you know, I'll I'll paraphrase things for you. So you know how the holiday break is normally the 23rd through the 26th. This year, it's now the 22nd through the 25th, because no earlier than 2 p.m. local time, they'll have players return on the 26th to provide, you know, to go through testing and all that. And Elliot Friedman just updated things five minutes ago and said, according to a memo sent to teams slash players, Schedule resumes Monday, December 27th. Also, quote, upon return from the holiday break to team facilities, no individual in the team's traveling party shall enter, other than for testing purposes, until they've had a negative test result, end of quote. So everything, in a sense, gets moved up a day, but everything that was already on the books gets bumped back however many days. So if you were hoping to go to a game on the 22nd or the 23rd, those aren't happening. If you are one of the two games as of this recording that are still happening on Tuesday night, those are happening. Those will probably be the last games before the break, unless, of course, tomorrow comes and something changes. But um, already in progress as we record Dallas and Minnesota, as mentioned, and tomorrow's schedule, Tuesday, December 21st, whenever this gets out there, uh, Washington and Philadelphia, Tampa at Vegas. Again, We'll see what happens because we know the Capitals have had a couple of cases and uh, somehow the other three teams have been relatively okay. Uh, Minnesota, they've mentioned that they've all gotten the booster and they've been pretty much fine this whole time. So if you're thinking, well, if the holiday break coming out of that is a little slow still, what does this mean for the Winter Classic? At least one of the teams is in good shape. And with the Blues being shut down for all this time, maybe the NHL might get creative and say like, all right, so these two teams that we want to feature in our arguably biggest game of the year before the playoffs begin in terms of basic cable ratings and all that, then, you know, maybe mm-hmm. we, we let them kind of not go at full intensity so that they stay healthy and then they play that game. And then we continue with everything. Everyone that's running around saying it feels like March, 2020. I don't really get that sense. It does feel chaotic because this is, of course, happening, and you know we're, we're all going through it at the same time. But there does seem to be a lot more that we know, because obviously we know a lot more than we did in March 2020, when this was brand new, and we all said, well, what are the symptoms? We know a lot more now than we knew then. But what we don't know is, what kind of plans do they have in the first place, right? Mm-hmm. To me, it's a you got to approach this from the perspective of plan for the worst, hope for the best, because otherwise you're doing what the NFL is doing, which is plan for the best. And I mean, you wouldn't hope for the worst, but the, the reality there is that it could get a lot worse. And they're trying to get things done right before the playoffs are set to be in. Of course, I'm referencing the fact that the NFL doesn't have any Canadian teams, so they don't have to worry about 14-day quarantine periods, and they're not going to test asymptomatic players. But if you do that and it spreads, you, you still have an issue on hand, which is why the NHL is doing what they're doing, 
because of what Canada has said, because players have expressed concern, not just for other teammates, but, you know, if they're going to be home with their families at all, and if they're going to see their neighbor at all, that sort of thing. Not that they're planning on getting in touch with these people in contact and all, but you know how everyday life is. You might go for a walk around your neighborhood. If you're positive, they don't want to try to spread it and they don't want to make things a whole lot worse in terms of we've postponed these games and we're going to get them in in February, et cetera, et cetera. It's a lot easier to do this approach than it is to shut down for half a season. I'm glad that they've finally acknowledged, okay, we need to we need to just take a pause, take a quick breather. Obviously, this variant isn't necessarily something that you would predict or expect to happen, other than if you listen to all the scientists that say, yeah, variants are going to occur and mutations will happen. But you don't you don't necessarily know how fast the infection rate will be. But now we know. And so mm-hmm. it's it kind of just makes sense. Take a little break, have a little time to recuperate. Flames are kind of coming back. We'll we'll hear tomorrow how many players are going to be out of protocol. The Seattle Kraken just had Yanni Gord come out of protocol today, Monday. So if you have this break, it makes sense because everyone can just stay away from one another and get better. And yeah, you might have it pop up again in January or February. I don't know because we don't have the data on that necessarily just yet because science is a slow process. It's science after all. So we don't know, you know, of among the Omicron cases that we've seen in Calgary and presumably elsewhere in the league, how often can they occur again? How often can they catch it again? End of the day, to paraphrase my thoughts here, the NHL was smart to have their three-week break in February, right? Because they know, yeah, we want we want to be making the players happy giving them the promise of you can go to the Olympics. However, we're in a pandemic. That's probably not going to happen. And by probably, I mean, it's not happening, but Mm -hmm. the announcement isn't coming for another day or two, but it's not happening. So now they have to scramble to figure out what arena availability dates they have. And, and you can't necessarily even predict what's going to be happening in February because all the concerts and things that you might already have scheduled could reschedule. So suddenly you have availability. So the bottom line is protect your players and worry about the availability of buildings down the road as it comes, right? Because Mm -hmm. you can go through a little pause right now. You can go through another one in February. We know that sickness in general is worse in the winter. We know we see it every year, the mumps, the flu, those kinds of things go around the NHL, typically in February when it's, still peak season and such Mm -hmm. so you can survive this it's not the end of the world it's great that they finally got to this point of saying let's pause but you can manage it i am a little disappointed that they're not going to put in last year's protocols until january 7th that should Mm -hmm. be the case coming back immediately if you want to not run into this problem again in a month or two right but pretty much once you get to february and march I'm not saying you're out of the pandemic, but it's less of a worry that you have going on right now. Yeah. Yeah, this kind of weird. Like, I, I agree. It's, it's nice to see the NHL being, like, forward-thinking in a way. And not that they're making a drastic change. Like you said, it's really just a, a one, two-day shift of their standard holiday mini-break here for 
the ongoing holidays. Um, but it's not at the same time you're like like you said it's a little disappointed they're like halfway there that they're like oh yeah let's do the let's that do the break now long. let's let's well a yeah that but now that they're finally doing it even even if you give them the benefit of the doubt there which they probably don't deserve that they're doing it and let's take the break but then yeah like you said when we come back we're gonna just delay it a little bit to like put in the additional safety mail you're still having fans come in and stuff like that obviously yeah. you know, that's that's gonna stick around for now um and probably for a while and even then i don't think there would any there would be a, a league-wide shutdown i think that would be solely based on local municipalities states provinces yeah. whatever like we've seen already in ontario um it's a little bit different when like the these coming in with like hey let's just everybody can free wing on their I, I i don't know i saw somebody some tweeting about it earlier like the difference between what's going on in canada right now and what's going on in the florida rinks and you mm-hmm. would like to see the NHL be a little more proactive, proactive there and say, all right, we recognize there's an issue. They're finally acknowledging it, like Lancey had said. Why don't we go that extra step and try to ensure the safety of everyone, uh, the fans included? But, you know, obviously the players are their, their money makers, So mm-hmm. that's the reason to do it there. So I don't know. It's, it's, it's good, like Lancey said, that the league is finally acknowledging that there is an issue because it's been glaringly obvious the last few weeks. And just from a, a – competitive standpoint even you have to feel for teams like the islanders who have already been wiped out by this and in the bruins last game got a first-hand taste of this uh, of having you know a, a laundry list of players pretty much on the covid list uh who are losing games because of that that's yeah. another reason yeah. to do it and and that, that's losing them money in a way too you know fewer people i was less inclined to watch because i was like oh the bruins are gonna rock tonight because it's like half the bruins team and half the, the providence bruins which you know uh, all the power to them, but it, they're, they're the Providence Bruins instead of the Boston Bruins for a reason. It's different. So the the Just icing on the cake. Eighteen percent of the league was in COVID protocol when we woke yeah. up this morning. Yeah, continue, Drew. Uh, the icing on the cake for me with that was that Oscar Steen tested positive, and he was supposed to be one of the replacements for the players that had already gotten COVID. Uh, and that's just like when it's like, why, why are you even playing this game? They, they yeah, like, what are we doing? Shouldn't here? have. Yeah. And so that's all the more reason why if you do the pause now, it makes the most sense. If you're not going to budge with a salary cap, if you're not going to create an emergency situation where you'll just say, yeah, call up guys, it doesn't matter. Then you need to have a pause mm-hmm. because it's not a competitive, you know, league parity perspective to just be like, yeah, well, you know what? The Vegas Golden Knights are going with 16 guys tonight. It doesn't matter. Uh, this other team's going with like 12 tonight because, you know, it doesn't matter. It's not the NBA where they're like, well, if you have eight guys, you can play. Th- these sports are inherently different. And and I'm not saying that someone from the G League could be, you know, the next Connor McDavid. But if you if it got down to, okay, we have to call up someone from the ECHL to play in the NHL. And Sidney Crosby isn't in COVID protocol that night, and he's going against Sidney Crosby. Well, guess what? It's not going to be a great game. It's going to look bad. It's going to feel bad. That guy's going to be thrilled because he's playing an NHL game and playing against Sidney Crosby. But in a year where you've already seen ticket sales down for one reason or another, uh, you kind of want to do everything you can to put a good enough product to entice people to come in. Yeah. When and where they can come in. There's definitely a balance between like it's a choice between a bad product and no product at all. And I think in that choice of no product at all, it's temporary. You'd still be playing these games down the line. They'd get rescheduled or or who knows if this continues to be an issue. Um, I I mean, COVID is going to continue to be an issue. I mean, outbreaks like this 
then you see them shorten the season potentially. Right. Um, but yeah, I think I think it's bad for for the sport when you have a team that is like relatively healthy, has all their their stars out there, and then you're fielding half a minor league team. That's not good for the league. That's not good for your team if you're having to do that fielding those those minor league players. You're not going to fare well. You could be the top team in the conference, and then you know five of your guys get COVID. There's five AHLers that are playing, um, and you, you start tanking from there. Um, I just think it, it, it it's the safety. You gotta think. I, ultimately, it's up to the players. It's up to the coaches. I think uh, obviously the owners and all that are actually making the decisions, but it's really up to them um if they want to play if all the players in the league are like yeah we want to play through this then by all means do it that's up to you um but you know the league needs to have a voice and i think the league needs to err on the side of caution i think all sports leagues should do that that's not what they're doing really they're taking like baby steps to be like okay we'll we'll make some exceptions here and figure it out but definitely i feel like I, I read the alert when it came through on my phone. It was like shut down December 22nd to the 25th. It's like, really? That's all I expected it to go through like new year's or something. Like it, it just like three days is not enough time for like these players that are just getting cases now, like just testing positive now to then be out of quarantine. It's still going to be the same issue. The thing is because people that... sit at home for three days, it's not going to change much. When when people are turn when the players return on the twenty sixth, if any of them test negative or if they, you know, they can't return because they've, sorry, if any of them test positive, if they can't return because they've already tested positive, so they can't go back to the facilities on the twenty sixth around two p.m., then there's going to be more more postponements, right? We've seen the Flames; it's been however many days, however many games, Bruins, however many days, however many games. A lot of the teams that were shut down already, it's going to be a week, week and a half. The thinking there is that those teams would kind of get playing first before anyone else that was on the latter end of things. Or again, hopefully, uh, if if most players are asymptomatic or just mild symptoms and they recover within three, four days, as the average has been found for those that are vaccinated, then they can kind of get back into the regular rhythm of things. The important thing that they had to do was hit the pause button. Because if you don't do that, you end up with a situation that they're in now where it's necessitated because there are no players left to play. And that that's where we're at, essentially. It, it's not that, oh, well, you know, this fourth liner can't play the first line for a game. Well, they can, but, you know, look at the lineup that we had the other night in just yeah. Bruins game alone. Look at the next two guys that were on the COVID list the following day, Taylor Hall, Curtis Lazar. Okay, so who's going to go into those positions if they were to play the very next game? Right. Yeah, can can you even call anyone up from Providence? I mean, Providence just went through this, and they're now feeling healthy. Can you, can you do anything else if you're a different team? What kind of a system would you create? You need to take a breather and, and make these plans and modifications to things so that you understand it could happen again. But you're hoping it won't. But you'll plan for the worst, and this is the worst. Mm-hmm. So if it happens again, you know exactly what to do, relatively speaking. Hopefully and then, next time. Right. And then, you know, you, you continue about your day, and, and everything will be okay. We knew coming into the season that nothing would be exactly as planned because they planned for the out clause from the Olympics, Right. We knew that that either would or wouldn't happen. It's not happening now. 
we knew that every intention for this year was to have as close to as normal of a regular season and playoffs. They're not going to go into May if they can avoid it. They might go for a week, but they're not going to go further than that. They would cut the schedule if they have to. It'd be a lot more like 2019-20 than it would be 2020-2021 for 2021-2022. But next October is when we get back to, quote, normal, still fully acknowledging that you know pandemics typically last more than two, three years. I mean, when you look back in historical perspectives, you got the plague in the medieval times, right? And a lot of people will be like, yeah, that was like seven years. No, it was really like 13 years or potentially 150 if you, if you really track how it spread around the road, uh, around the globe and stuff. Uh, but it, it wasn't that big of a deal by the end of it. And then when you think back to the more, most recent pandemic that affected the NHL season itself and canceled the 1919 Stanley Cup final already under underway in progress, uh, of course, I'm referencing the 1918 influenza pandemic that lasted about one to two years. So you got potentially two or three seasons that will be affected by this because if it's two years, hey, that's great. If it's three years, you know, that that's just how pandemics go before it becomes more of an epidemic sort of thing and an endemic, the virus itself. Anyway, that's my two cents. All right. Well then, yeah, I guess my, uh, my thought is, you know, obviously I appreciate Lancey's timeline there. I will say like, obviously every virus pandemic is a little bit different and stuff. So, um, and to clarify, we're not experts here. Yes. <laughs> I, absolutely. I'm, just, I'm observing mean, that yeah. like in the, the 1920s, they got to a flu vaccine and it, it took a longer period of time, but it was yeah. shorter than when they first encountered the polio vaccine. We just made a vaccine for this epidemic, this, sorry, this pandemic in record time, which mm-hmm. is incredible feats of science at work. So like, hopefully it speeds things up, but yeah, we have to all do our part anyway. Can't yeah. That's, that. that's kind of the big thing is that we have to, the whole, we have to all do our part, obviously. And I, Not I don't all know of us what are the doing history. Yeah. I don't know what the history of that, <laughs> sort of like weird counter science movement was like in, in well, yeah, there were all those like pandemic and, and that's there were all those Facebook pages back then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Ye old um, town crier. Fake news media. <laughs> the king is the liar. The stream media. Uh, yeah, no. So I, and, and, and obviously the printing press then. Yeah. Uh, obviously the, the viruses themselves can be different and stuff too. So, who you know, leave it to smarter people than us to, to, I guess predict when all this will be over because uh, fuck, I don't know. I, I have no idea at this point. Um, but yeah, I, I, I do agree. I'm cautiously optimistic. Yeah, I, I would like to think so. I hope you're right. Um, I do agree with Lancey though. Like the this is the smartest play, and and you know you you ideally will pause it here for a couple of weeks. Um, well, not weeks, days, I guess, but maybe weeks would be better to what Drew said. Whatever it ends up being, whether it's just a couple of days, whether they continue to have issues, whatever, I don't think this is going to be the March 2020 part two. I feel like that's been a big topic of discussion on Twitter. Like, oh my God, we're all starting this again. And I'm sure the people who just flipped over from watching Tucker Carlson, which is probably no one on this podcast, are like, <laughs> Hopefully you guys not. are calling to shut down everything and take away my freedom and blah, blah, blah. Like, no, that's not what we're dealing with here. And, and I think this is kind of the point that Lance was getting at. It's like, it's different this time around because, A, like he said, we know more. We and knew B, we have the vaccines. And, and, right. 
especially from the NHL standpoint, everyone except for Tyler Bertuzzi, unless we have any Aaron Rodgers out there, is vaccinated. So this is different. And, and I guess from you know, from a general public health standpoint, it's not like the NHL players are the only ones who matter from a, a canceling things or shutting things down perspective, but there are people who have vaccines. And for that reason, I don't think things are going to shut down like they did last year. We're going to have maybe this pause. Maybe there'll be another one if, if things don't get immediately better, or if we have another thing pop up, like Nancy said, maybe in February, that sort of thing, you might see another pause like this, but there's not, I, I would be very, very surprised at this point. And again, I'm not an expert, but from everything that I've seen from people who are a lot smarter than me, it would be surprising to see like a, another, oh, we're shutting down and just closing shop and hopefully we'll yeah. start in the summer kind of thing. I don't see I, that happening. I think, it, I mean, this has a trend and we touched on this before, Lancey, I think you were the one to say, you know, these viruses, you, you know, the flu, all that, they crop up more during the winter. It's natural for that to, to do that. And as we entered last winter, that was also the message was, hey, it's probably going to spike a bit over the winter. Um, it's just the nature of it. So I don't think I see them, if anything, I see them doing like a postponement during some of the winter months. Like I said, I think they should take a two week break all the way until New Year's and then resume, maybe resume with the winter classic. What a great like publicity thing. Hey, I mean, if we're back just market and we're outside. Great. And like, so I think, you know, going that far where they're shutting down for months, I don't think it makes sense. I don't think it makes sense to push everything out that far because i think by by march honestly uh you're gonna see it start to trend downwards obviously we're not experts but as it gets warmer and warmer as we like usher out of winter into spring just like in the past i would i drew johnson here sitting in my office getting drunk on a podcast think (laughs) it will be getting better so i think it would be too drastic scientists i think it would be too drastic to make those moves and i don't see that coming especially because and i think this is the case with the pandemic as a whole once you let off the brake pedal a bit and you start opening things up you start letting people get back into their normal routines it's very hard to close that door again you're not going to be able to close it for everyone once you give a little it's it's very hard to just close the door on that so i I really it would be up to at least in the United States, I could see some teams doing like limited capacity again. I don't think you see something like a bubble or anything like that again. I really don't. I don't think the players would want to go through that again at all. I think they would travel still or have at least half the crowd there. Yeah. In summary and summation, uh, it's, it's not as bad as it was last year when we entered into the unknown and we were all like, what the hell is going on? Right. However, it's it's not great. We, we can acknowledge that the current situation is less than an ideal, right? And we know kind of how to get through it. Immediately fall back on the protocols that worked before and that you know will work because, you know, science. And also make some time to, to take a break and to recover and everything. It's It's not that hard to do at the end of the day to just look out for more than just yourself in life mm-hmm. in general. If, if people have no issue with going through extra security checkpoints at the airport after nine 11 happened, for example, what's the big deal between that 
and just wearing a mask when you're in attendance at a hockey game. If the only requirement is to wear a mask so you can have 100% capacity. I mean, even if you add the vaccination requirement too and the mandates in local municipalities. But if that's it, if that's the one small thing and you're telling me you won't even do that so that you can go see a game and have it be 100% full, what are we doing here? You know, like, do we deserve sports at that point? Probably Dude, not. I'd wear I'd wear a fucking hazmat suit if they'd make me. Like I, I'd do whatever to get into a game, especially a playoff game. You kidding me? Because we will get through this. It's just a matter of time and patience and just general compassion for humanity and understanding that nothing is immediate in life. To to anyone that's out there, wherever you are in your career, if you're in your dream job or not, how long did that take you? Right. Getting through a pandemic, scientifically speaking, should take a lot quicker than that. Unless, of course, you had some nepotism involved and you got hired by your dad or your dad's cousin <laughs> or something. But, you know, like this is not that hard in a sense. I understand that the mental toll on things plays an entirely separate uh, scenario. You know, as we know with Robin Lehner skipping out on the Olympics altogether, um, that by all means that can be a lot tougher. I totally get where people are coming from in that sense. But in the physical, practical policy, we can get through this together. And then we can go back to arguing about, you know, does Tuka Rask belong on the Stanley Cup or not? Because for some reason, <laughs> people forget that he was a backup in 2010, 2011. But anyway. Cam, any thoughts on COVID before we head into our more festive Friday content? Yeah, shit sucks. Come see us on Friday. We're getting lit. <laughs> <All right. laughs> 